all the all the stuff that we put online now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I reckon I answered certain security questions. I really shouldn't be saying this on on a video. I answered. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another telecoms.com podcast. I've been away for a couple of weeks, but I'm back now, so don't panic. Uh, and with me is Jamie, as ever, and Ian Morris from Light Reading. Just a reminder that if you're watching this on the site or on Facebook, you can also listen to it on SoundCloud or iTunes. And if you're listening to it, watch it on the site or Facebook. In fact, do all of them at once. That might be a laugh. <laughs> so I've been away for a couple of weeks because I went on holiday. But before we get into the worky stuff, I, it must be noted that this wasn't entirely without incident. So two weeks ago, nearly three weeks ago, I was sat on the tarmac at Stansted Airport on a Ryanair flight for five hours, which they then abandoned and it didn't take off. And then I had about four days of trying to find Trekking. a way of getting to southern Sicily without <laughs> flying to southern Sicily. And we ended up getting an EasyJet flight on the Monday, flying into Brindisi in southern Italy, the other end of southern Italy, driving all the way across the sort of instep and the toe of the which is Italy a bit boring, boot. Yeah. The instep was a bit boring. The toe, which is Calabria, mm. is nice. Yeah. But the instep, I don't think it's got a name. It's so boring, it hasn't even got a name. So you, do, uh, you drive to so the much. end and get the, the, get the ferry. Yeah, right, and then so. there's a little ferry that goes... Um, across the Messina Strait, right. um, which is a very narrow strait, actually. You can see Sicily from Italy very clearly. Uh, and then, yeah, that was all day. And so we finally, on the Tuesday, no, that, on the Wednesday, because that was all driving all day on the Tuesday, started our holiday. So, but that was lovely once we got there. Good. As yeah. anyone who's Facebook friends with me, as you are, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it looks nice. It was really good. Pictures look nice. It's just a damn shame a quarter of it got eaten up. So there we are. You had cannolis? We did have cannolis, yeah. I didn't realise that they're mainly sort of ricotta, variations on ricotta. And then I don't even just know what it is. What is a cannoli? Cannolis are a sort of cylinder of crispy pastry. Right. And they fill it with ricotta. Like a brandy snap. That, that sort of thing. Right, yeah. it's in, definitely in that area. Um, I, d I definitely said uh, leave the gun, bring the cannolis once or twice, <laughs> um, which obviously everyone found hilarious. Did you say that to Italian people? Um, no, we didn't, but we did. Good. We did get into a habit of just deciding that Italian was just English words with an I on the end. Did, you, did you meet anyone from the Mafia? No, no, no card-carrying <laughs> mafiosi. Um, no, there are a few other little incidents like electricity cutting out in our distant no. villa and, and various other bits and bobs. It was but a challenging good holiday. Good telecom services. Uh, do you know what? It was, you managed to put stuff up on Facebook. so Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much 4G everywhere. That's good. Can't, can't complain about, even in, even in rural Sicily, I think Tim is probably the, the provider mm. that I was on. They, they did a good job, so well played, Tim. <laughs> Lots, you're a lot better than Ryanair, but that's not saying much. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, enough about me. What are we chatting about this week? Oh, yes, you've got to do your little captiony bit, haven't we? Mm -hmm. About 10 minutes into the pod. Um, <laughs> this week, we're going to chat about uh, T-Mobile US had their uncarry event. We're going to talk about that and more broadly how operators can sort of lure in or retain um subscribers. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, censorship, which isn't very telecomsy, but it's been a prominent sort of tech story this week because the social media platforms and platforms like Spotify and Apple have all been censoring certain sources and that's led to some controversy. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, I suppose, protectionism. You, uh, on Light Reading, you wrote a bit about... Um, yeah, India trying to be self-reliant on on telecoms kit. Yeah, one of our freelancers did. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I meant you collectively. Yep, our, yep. our language lets Not us me. down yep. there. <laughs> See, if this was a romance language, we'd have the yeah. singular and the plural. Yeah. We um, to French. What, what, what yeah, is it? French happy. is sort of... Tu and vu. Tu and vu, there we go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. vu wrote about that stuff. Yeah, um, news did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then there's also Turkey's uh, getting it on with Trump at the moment, and yeah. that's all good fun. I think and it's the other way around. More like Trump getting it well, on. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Generally, <laughs> Trump that kicks it off, isn't it? Yeah. And they've yeah. threatened to make their own iPhone, which no one's taking very seriously. No, but they're a little bit mad, aren't they? The, the government over there at the moment. Well, yes. So. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, yes, those are the three things we're going to chat about. So for the first thing, I'm going to hand it off to Jamie because he wrote the story about T-Mobile US this morning. So why don't you tell us what that was all about, mate? Um, yeah. And ideally talking to the mic, if that's not too much. <clears throat> it was their um, it was their latest and carrier event. Um, I mean, essentially, they're trying to launch new pro- new new features and capture the market. Yeah. Do things differently from AT and T and Verizon. Yeah. Uh, and I I felt it was a little bit flat this one to be perfectly it honest. It wasn't as uncarrier yeah, as it usually is. Yeah, I mean yeah. usually sort of like Leger likes to get out and sort Leger of like make show. a Yeah, yeah, basically. Did he swear a lot? I didn't listen to I it. I didn't watch the video. How was yeah. his hair? Um is it so long as ever? Just as ever it is. Right. Um it's like he's I mean he's, to cut he's, it one day. He's, he tries to make a name for himself being like this just out there mm. and sort of creating these Disruption. incredibly disruptive features but for me this was just an incredibly functional and pragmatic right um yeah. launch onto the market so what did he actually announce so he basically said we're gonna we're gonna do something about customer services which right well, you know fair enough isn't really that revolutionary no um we were agonizing I'll, over the headline weren't we trying yeah. to find something headline worthy wouldn't seem to be a problem for them anyway considering they sign up about a million customers every Right. Quarter, don't they, they're net ads are really the net ads are, rid- are ridiculous and have been for about 20 quarters or something right. they wouldn't seem to have huge customer service issues based on that I don't know what their churn well, is although but, you know I mean yeah. some of this you see you use terms like customer service and churn and that sort of thing maybe now that they've got all these customers which they didn't have 20 quarters ago yeah. now they're thinking well I think that it's going to slow down at some point yeah, hasn't it? And, let's focus um, less on acquisition yeah. and more on retention yep. maybe that's what they're saying is, yep. is, that, is that what you got from it Jamie oh right yeah. oh yeah Back, back to the guy who wrote about it, is it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jamie, so there's yeah, three of so us. It's called a conversation. <laughs> the se- yeah, well... Oh, oh, no, all right, prima donna. Shut up, Ian. Should we, Jamie's should speaking. We, should we get on to the second part of it? <laughs> yeah. Which was about yes, convergence please, to lower churn. Uh, so, right. Um, well, that's why you got the arsehole, because we preempted your narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I do most of the work around. Oh, uh, yeah. right, here we go. Um, uh, no, basically, it was... Uh, yeah, the second part was about convergence, and it was basically Pandora, um, which I've not come across before. Uh, it's a music service. Yeah, yeah. I'm not massively mm-hmm. into my... OTT, I get Spotify just purely because it's I think it's cheap. a radio one, is it? Pandora has got a radio service with it or something. But apparently, it's the number one streaming service in the yeah. US. Yeah, they've, they've. I know they've had dealings with it before. Well, bigger than Spotify? What? That's what. That's what. Well, they've, they've, the they've teamed up with Pandora in the past, T-Mobile. Okay. But and they got criticised for it because they were, I think, at one time providing Pandora um, on a sort of zero rating basis. Oh right, yeah. Which yeah, isn't actually, which isn't actually, I guess, as controversial anymore because it's sort of moving in that. You and I have argued. We're going to get into a whole net neutrality another, and all another that discussion way. here now, but yeah. um, yeah, well, anyway, net neutrality had, doesn't exist anymore. So well, yeah, it's a bit, of well, a bit of a mute point, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, 
I think it's still an issue, isn't it? Because it's going to probably come back under another administration anyway. But. Not necessarily, because they're getting rid of... Uh, so one thing that the Trump administration is suing at the moment, they're asking one of the district courts to overturn the classification of telcos as um, as sort of common common service providers. Yeah. Um, so if they can overturn that ruling, they've effectively killed off any legacy from Tom Wheeler. So... In terms of if they if uh, net neutrality is to go back in, if they're successful overturning this classification, the next administration would first of all have to re-overturn to reinstate telcos as common service providers, mm. then use that as the foundation to reinstate net neutrality. So the I mean net neutrality could essentially be set back years if the current administration is successful in overturning this appeal which was upheld in 2016. Okay. So it's, it's a really convoluted, it's a really complicated That's situation. often how politics is, you're trying to sort of future-proof your move so that the next yeah. lot can't undo it straight away, isn't it? I mean, they, uh, at the moment, because the telcos are still classified as common providers, they can, in theory, the Democrat, a, a Democrat's FCC could turn around and say, yeah, well, you know, they're common providers, let's just put net neutrality back in place so we can remove this uh, right. idea of pay, pr- pay prioritization or uh, or zero rating or whatever whatever the, the, the implications of net neutrality are. But mm. they're, they're really trying to kill it. Yeah. You know, not net neutrality is dead and now they're trying to really erase Tom Wheeler right. from every <laughs> aspect of the, right him out of of history. the footnotes. I mean, yeah, that's all he is at the moment, he's a footnote. Indeed. You know, he's got this one thing. This is like this this order classifying them as uh, common carriers was pretty much the last thing he did, yeah. last official thing he did before being kicked out of the FCC when Trump came in. Um, and yeah, they're just literally just kind of say, yeah, Tomu, you know, we don't want you anymore. No, but yeah, but that's the that's the so so is you know back to how we got onto this, which is the, talking about Pandora. Yeah, is there like a sort of zero rating? implication to this latest thing they announced or is, are they just renewing a partnership is there anything Do you know I didn't actually look into okay. that to be right, perfectly no honest <laughs> um, I didn't actually look into or ask that question um, basically uh, as part of the deal uncarrier customers will get a free one year subscription to Pandora right. and also there's this partnership with uh, Live Nation which do a lot of live gigs over yep. in the States and uncarrier customers get like an O2 style priority moments yeah. uh, package where they can sign up to tickets early, they can get discounts, freebies occasionally. So it's a really good I, I really like it as a convergence strategy just primarily because it's purely focused on one area. They're not trying I. to... I.e. music? Uh, or, yes. But or audio? What I, what I kind of meant was they're purely focused on retention. Oh I see. It's not necessarily about ARPU. Right. Because you know, they're not because char- it's free. They're yeah. not charging. Um, so it's not necessarily about bringing the numbers up. This is all about saying to the customers, right. we value you, we want you to have a good experience, we want to bring up your MPS and we want to retain you and bring down churn. Makes sense. And so I think that's, yeah. Back to the, the tangent <coughs> that Ian and I had the temerity to go off on a minute ago. Um, the balance between acquisition, retention and ARPU increasing, it does seem to make sense if, as you say, Ian, they've they've really increased their subscriber base a lot over the last few years, yeah. that they should do what Jamie's just describing and switch their focus to retention 
and giving the existing people well, a I, reason to hang around and not churn. I don't think they need to switch their attention as a business. I just think, for me, convergence has to have a clear objective. And if you're using convergence for retention and acquisition, yeah. I think you're spreading your, your you're spreading your assets too thin. You're spreading your marketing spend too thin. I think they can acquire ass, uh, they can acquire subscribers through other ways yeah. in terms price of their promotions or price promotion, yeah. their competitive uh, tariffs, which they've actually been killing AT and T and Verizon with. But convergence, if they if they want to make a real success story out of that, they could they should, okay. in my opinion, focus sense. it on on. That makes sense. And when we were chatting earlier, and you, you you did quite like the sort of music and audio side of it as a method for doing this, because you think it's sort of quite it's quite flexible in terms of not second guessing the market and the audience. Is that right? Yeah, it's very it's very accessible. You know, I mean, if you look around this table, we've all got different music tastes. You never guess what mine is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I'm assuming I'm assuming. But do you, I've yeah. never asked you about music. What, do you ever? Uh, you're on the spot now. Various things. James I mean, I, I don't Swift. mind these guys that you that yeah. you advertise yeah. on a regular basis. You're, you're into honest. like accordions. And I all probably that sort of thing, aren't you? <laughs> my my rock tastes are a bit softer than yours. I wouldn't go for some right. of this little very hard Metallica stuff. Right. But I do quite like the things that people go. Oh, that's too commercial. That stuff that Metallica did. There's a lack like of nothing else matters and that sort of thing. Collection. Right. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's the, the best heavy side. The Black Album is the best one. Yeah, I, I mean, but some people say that some the Metallica's of the stuff on Black that Album. Is, yeah. uh, it's a, too lot, soft. a lot of people it's say it's too favorite. commercial, don't they? Master a lot of, lot of real way. Metallica fans say it's too yeah, commercial. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. and I I, I I quite like it, but um, yeah, no, that's fair things enough. like what is it, The Unforgiven? I quite like that track. Yeah. They no, there's a lot, lot more sort of melodic, sort of medium pace. This is a major tangent now. Yeah, it is a bit. Anyway, it's more interesting. And Jamie likes what he likes. He's got pretty eclectic taste, haven't you, Jamie? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I just like whatever. I just like the playlists. Right. You know, I don't really know that much about um, about sort of like individual artists. I just hit a playlist and listen to it. But I think that that is perfectly, perfectly yeah. demonstrative. Whereas I'm pretty much points. rock all the way. Yeah, everyone, you buy music and you access, you access every, you access uh, a sort of a buying signal of every single consumer out there. Yeah. You buy sports, you only get interest off sports enthusiasts yeah you know so it's and it's question was like when we've been talking about bt where what the roi is on a telco yeah. shelling out tons of money on sport anyway i bet it's bloody cheaper as well oh yeah much. i bet it's significantly cheaper um so you know i think it's i think it's a very very sensible strategy and i think it's very un to be sensible and not just gratuitously well, not, necessarily, not necessarily sensible because i think everything he does is sensible. yeah he's thought about it but it's not as out there, eccentric, yeah. a bit more incremental, or, yeah, you know, aggressive. It's not, it's not in your face. Another thing that occurs to me about audio versus video as an add-on for an operator is audio is obviously much more smartphone friendly. Like you know, just travelling mm. now, I, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to music, all that sort of thing. I don't play much video. I've got a, I've got a few series of Red Dwarf download on my phone for sort of boredom mm. emergencies. But the main is that, thing is that going to change with your new with your new contract? 
Um, no, that's downloaded. That's locally stored. That that red dwarf. Yeah, thing. yeah. But I mean, are you going to because you said you're? Oh, I've got a lot more data. You've got a lot more data. Will that? Will that subconsciously? You don't need to download it. No, yeah, that's a habit thing, isn't it? I might be able to think, use more data on the go. Well, now. streaming YouTube is an interesting one because my son, who doesn't have much data allowance, usually just spanks his one gig a month straight away just by. Yeah, watching some yeah, YouTube yeah, on the way home. Yeah, 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 I've got him on a real little pikey contract. Well, he's you, only 14. Jesus Christ. Well, actually, do you know what? What I can do now, I'm going to give EE a free advertisement here. What I can do is gift data through the EE app. Mm. And now that I've That's got... That's actually quite good. So I moved... So I, I got to the end of my two-year thing where I was paying off the subsidy on this phone. So I switched to one that costs half the price and gave me five times as much data. <laughs> so I've now got 20 gig a month mobile data allowance. How much is that? And that's about 20 quid a month, I think. That's pretty good. One-year contract? Yeah. Uh, but that's SIM only. You know, there's no yeah, yeah. there's no yeah. handset subsidy in that. And and the missus has got that as well. So collectively, we've got 40 gig, and we can gift it to Jack. Um, so, yeah, I can do that. But the thing is, Jamie, even if I did give him a lot more, he'd just burn through it. Yeah. Streaming video really does burn through yeah, it yeah, still yeah, yeah, no, amazingly quickly. Mm. So I'm not sure if my habits are going to change that much. I'm still going to be a bit gun-shy about streaming video but that might pretty... that might change after a while though yeah do you know what? i'd have to just try one month where i just yeah, try just to burn mental. through it i mean i can try while we're chatting see if i can load up the app and see yeah, how much no, i've not got to do a promo month. for bt but it's funny i just realized that you, all these bt hotspots you know if you're a bt customer you have access mm. to all of these so you pretty much anywhere in london you don't need actual 4g i know but you've ever signed a, up to yeah that. no you just put your password yeah i know but they're rubbish Get like bugger or like the signal on them is terrible. Oh really? I don't know. I've never really been a fan of BT's um, BT's Wi-Fi system. I've always thought it was a bit shocking. No, the shit. public hotspots and and, 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 it, yeah. and yeah. another annoying thing about that is if you if you remember them, then it ends up just trying to force you onto those hotspots. Oh yeah, when yeah. You, yeah. Don't no, you can't ever get on them. I'm and sometimes yeah. sometimes you're far enough away from the pub that it's you're you're connected to it, but you've got one bar. It's yeah. so yeah. shocking. It's I just never have had any joy getting on those things at all. I'd li I'd quite like to see the, uh, how successful the Google thing is. Um, wasn't there? You have to be more specific. Uh, there's a Go I think on their Google Fi, their MVNO proposition, it basically selects the most powerful yes. uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. option. So it might be Wi-Fi, but even if you are connected to that Wi-Fi, it turns around and goes, "Oh no, actually." 3G data in yeah. this area. I thought the iPhone has been doing this for years already. Was it? Yeah. Do you ever find? Do, do you find that the iPhone? I don't use an iPhone. Do you find that it dynamically switches to the best source, uh, whether it's cellular I mean, or Wi-Fi or I'm whatever? Sure, well, I, I usually uh, end up I turning the Wi-Fi. Well, you're the one. Yeah. You're the one who made the claim, mate. Come no, on, back it up. You're the only this. iPhone user here as well. No, you, no, you have one as well now. No, I said, yeah, I got one. I'm going to take the SIM out of it straight away. <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, I remember reading this like two, three years ago, that. If right. 3G or 4G is better, it switches over. But you've got. But, it lets, but it lets as a user, trouble is it goes on to, it goes on to because I've got an iPhone as well. It goes on to a oh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, you've got. Yeah. Oh, right. But it, it'll pick a Wi-Fi <laughs> network. But it, but then you, all of a sudden you find you can't actually get into right. any service because usually those things you have to sign in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, like the cloud one. or. Ah, yeah, yeah, well, they're yeah. all they all are on the O2. Even O2, you have to go to the web page and click on OK the tube, or, on the tube or on the, as well. Yeah, on yeah. the tube. So you usually have to do something. I've actually noticed that you don't have to. Um, so I lost my phone uh, the other week and I had to, so I'm on, I got this a couple of months ago, it's actually really good. 
Um, HTC One, HTC, something or other. Yeah, you know, it got its second down from CEX for about eighty quid, and I'm really, really happy with it. It's actually, really I think good I've, I think I've owned one of those. But so I also got gift gaff. Um, right. So I spent a quid on a SIM card, and then I topped up twenty pounds a month, twenty pounds a month, one month rolling contracts for twenty gigabyte data. Um, right, that's pretty good. So it's pretty good. Um, and I who's their core network? Gift O2. O2. And I didn't have to sign in on the tube. Right. It just automatically plugs me into their Wi-Fi right. when I'm down, when I'm on, on the platform. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not on. So I think the EO2 and GiftGaff all owe us some money for promoting. A lot, a lot of them do though, like the cloud, which is pretty yeah, yeah, yeah commonplace, yeah, yeah. and and O2 as well, um, which never works very well anyway. It's one of the worst ones, I think, quality-wise. I've had those Wi-Fi hotspots that O2 does are utter, they're utterly dreadful. Do you know, I haven't, yeah. I haven't actually paid attention to it. What I have been doing the entire time, and this is, um, you know, I. This probably flies in the face of any 5G enthusiasts out there. I have my phone constantly switched on to 2G and 3G. I don't even bother turning on 4G. Yeah. And I have not noticed any dip in experience. You know, I, I it doesn't buffer that but there's much. No, this whole industry is really? a fraud. There's no need for 4G anyway, though. Why would you need 4G as a consumer? Well, just the, the speed of data. But no, unless you're my, one of these people who walks around the streets watching videos, unless, no, unless I find when my phone, inside, you get to sit in a cafe, you can Instagram use Wi-Fi. Instagram is pretty heavy. You're going to be in a house, you're going to use Instagram Wi-Fi. Instagram videos, yeah, but, yeah. but if you're if, if you're, you're not text, using Wi-Fi, you 4G. If you're not um, using Wi-Fi, I I have a distinctly different user experience when it goes down to even HSPA plus versus 4G. It's definitely slower loading up yeah. web pages. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. If you don't have Wi-Fi, I mean, it's yeah. a first world problem. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. No I mean, I, I, I do... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find a video. We're all going to be talking at the same time now. Two separate conversations here. I'm trying to show him that um, it doesn't actually... It's like loading for videos. Where's a video? So that video yeah. loading straight away. Just and this is, this, this is so, the biggest tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to share it back there. in a sec. Uh, but basically, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, okay. 3G, yes. 2G. I mean, oh, yeah. No, no, no. But 2G is not... I'd always stay on Wi-Fi if it weren't for the fact that you often find it's suddenly your phone's not going onto a web page because... You've, you, because you, you have to go and sort of sign into the cloud or whatever yeah. it might be. Well, I tell you, when but you appreciate if it, it most for that, then 4G would be just com completely. Well, on holiday, it's bloody. So, in might be good on holiday. interestingly yeah. enough, I actually spoke to someone at the. I can never remember what the what the acronym is, and I'm quite sorry to the association. Is it rude? The wireless um, wireless alliance. I think it was the wireless alliance. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, is wireless that alliance. That's the Wi-Fi alliance. Wireless is it? alliance. We only really need four more letters, and we can spell wanker. <laughs> Um, is he? Is there? Is it Rodriguez? Is that general manager? I think. Uh, so I spoke I to him, know. and he said one of the things they're actually trying to do is create a um, a global authentication. Right. Um, so you, mm. for instance, yeah, uh, London own Lon the London network or the London data supervisor owns your credit uh, authentication, and then it loans it when you sign into other city um, mm -hmm. supervisors so essentially right. you never have to sign in that'd yeah. be brilliant you, yeah. the ownership of the ownership of the, your data is in London but then it's when you sign into or when you, you, you give permission as you're roaming into other networks you give permission for that data to be used obviously you can opt out and that means that you don't access the public Wi-Fi but it's I think that's a great idea well actually that, that's given me a slight sort of um, in to steer this tangent back a little bit to what we we're talking about, which is reminds me of another thing, Jamie. You and I were chatting about earlier on the subject of what operators can do to make me as a 
subscriber happy. And, you know, we've spoken quite often on the podcast about how in this sort of virtualized, agile, NFV world, part of the point of it is to enable operators to to innovate and come up with groovy new products. And I was just thinking out loud when we were chatting that whether it's, you know, whether it's a music subscription or whether it's a video or whether it's um, access to special offers or whatever, what I'd really like, so I was just looking at my little EE app. By the way, I've only... I've still got 19.4 gig left, and I've only got 17 days to use it. So I'm obviously not using a fraction. I'll, I'll have some. Yeah, okay. I, I can I can only gift it to my family, I'm afraid. Right. We'd really have to get that. married, and then I can gift it to you. <laughs> um, but uh, but in this app, if there was a really good interface, I'm not going to show the app because it straight away shows well, how much I just paid on my last bill. we just come up with a new service for which is gifting it to your friends. There we go. But if there you was other stuff, like, subscribers. I could just, if I could just dip in. Yeah, Howard, stop being a t- yeah, Let us gift to anyone. Come on, Howard, sort it out. Um, but yeah. if if, if in this interface, which I'm not going to show the camera because it shows how much I just paid on my last bill, um, there were other... Go away. £27.43. <laughs> <laughs> there were other things like be, being able to instantly access services and then pay perhaps a sort of ad hoc amount. Like right now, the cricket's starting at the weekend. They've got some service. I'm willing to pay a tenner to have access to the cricket for the whole weekend and stream it onto my phone. Mm. I think that sort of thing, to build on some of the stuff Jamie was talking about mm. with innovation, if they started having more and more of these digital services... Oh, look, I just got a message through saying you know, Aretha now, Franklin's died. Now, now you said that, um, now TV do that. Yeah. You can purchase... So my housemate was doing yeah. it over the World Cup and sending our, sending our bills no, now through TV's the good. roof. Uh, yeah, yeah but you, I bet you, he was. You could purchase week packages or day packages. So there's an for example. E- so EE should be having a partnership with Now TV where that stuff gets served up because I'm I don't have a Now TV app. I yeah. do have an EE app. If they had a partnership with Now TV where that stuff was getting served up, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. E got a piece of the action. All those sorts of things strike me as ways in which they can make more money and also they, they make me want to spend it. They are happening, though, aren't they? Yeah, just I mean, get a move on. You know, it? a lot of the operators, you know, not in various markets are teaming up with the likes of Netflix, for example, or yeah. Amazon Video. Um, I don't, I mean, the the, the Jean Leger um, movie thing, uh, music thing rather, is is great, I think, in terms yeah. of, I, I don't see it as anything particularly revolutionary. No. I mean, operators in the UK have done deals with music providers for a long time. It's, I think, it's, I think the interface, deep, it's the interface and the Spotify. ease of purchase. Not, I don't know what the competitive environment's like in the US and whether AT&T I mean, and Verizon have these sorts of been things ripping, in place. He's ripped everything but, off there. Like, if you actually have a look, so the, the, not, the music thing and their Live Nation, whatever it is, or Nation Live, whatever, I can't mm-hmm. remember, is basically O2 Priority Moments. Yeah. So that's not original. Even if you actually look at the advertising, what what was what are they called? Um, like they they're, they're treating everyone like a rock star, or it's like that's rock right, star yeah. customers. That's well, that's the, about having your own little team, isn't it? That's dedicated yeah. to you. It's just, oh no, no, but the whole thing, even yeah, the music the concept, thing, they're right. they're talking about sort of treating customers like rock stars. Right. Um, you know, just giving them lots yeah, of class A drugs. Theme, suppose, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's bloody. Let um, them smash up hotel rooms. <laughs> That's the Virgin Atlantic flight uh, adverts from what, like two years ago. Right. Whereas, you know, they were yeah. doing a holiday like a rock star. Right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's nothing about it is particularly original, but no. all he's got left but is But even as a telco, in, in other markets, these sorts of things are quite advanced, I think. And I, I don't know whether it's different in the US because AT&T and Verizon maybe have been a bit sluggish in terms of doing those sorts of music deals. Right. Um, but I don't okay. see it as anything. I think it's, a, I think it's a genuinely it's a good, really good not. idea. It's not. I it's like not, it. Fair enough. It's just not new. 
No. Yeah. Um, That's fine. Maybe they're having to slightly evolve their whole messaging but it's, about but it's, this. It's obviously good punk to be... is on carrier, and they're having to be a bit more grown up now. But I just he'll be coming like, in with short back and yeah, sides I, and a tie. Yeah, but, especially after the merger, if that yeah. goes ahead. But the, be, the best ideas, more often than not, they're not new, though, are they? No. You know, Google created one of the best businesses in the, on the planet, but search he he didn't invent search engines. No. He just did it no. better than everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, um, fair enough. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another example. Well, Apple, my head. Apple's every Apple, everything. Apple, well, yeah, Apple nearly always gets something that already exists. I don't think the touchscreen was iPod. invented yeah. by Apple. Um, no, that was that was around before. They just, they they just did the touchscreen better. better. But Apple did invent the best touchscreen user yeah. interface. Yeah, no, that existed but there was already stuff already on yeah. a bigger scale though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff already. Oh, yeah, I think we're agreeing with each other. I think yeah, it's just doing. You know, the best things are often. I mean, I think that's the thing. Looking with at something and doing it better. And that's what T-Mobile's done, though, clearly, already, yeah. because it, it, you don't sign up a million customers every quarter or whatever it is by doing things badly. They're Just by wearing a pink T-shirt They've obviously been shouting. pretty good at being, you know, good with customers. Prices are good. I mean, they that, give deals people want, obviously. That million, so. million... I, I think they're being slightly suspect with their numbers there as well, actually, because I, I th- if I recall off the well, top of my head... Well, they're pretty good, though, still. Oh, no, they're yeah. still pretty good, but if yeah. I recall off the top of my head, um, covering their last quarterlies... I think in years gone by, they've been claiming, oh, we are 16 consecutive quarter of a million plus, That's um, it, yeah. a million plus postpaid uh, subscriptions. And this one, they've actually said we're a million plus net ads. Right. But their postpaid so subscriptions was down well. something to oh, like 600,000. So oh, they're being okay. a bit, yeah, they've been, yeah, yeah. they've oh, got There's a lot creative, of prepaid growth in yeah. there as well. Yeah. There's a lot of creative license with what they're yeah. actually saying. Enough, but okay, it's still. Gonna, bloody good I mean, this numbers. is but, but if they have fallen, that partly explains maybe why this is happening now because they're conscious of the fact that it can't last for you're not going to have mm. another 20 quarters of a million plus no. growth, so they're going to have to, uh, you know, I tell you what, to, the well, they might do, you never know. There's enough customers in the US to for them to carry on stealing 20 more million customers, yeah. Uh, Assuming Verizon, just, AT&T will, I, just, I can't see, I can't see it going on that long, but you, yeah, you never know. Do you know, but, um, do you know, the, the something me and Ray were talking about last week, and it really puts things in perspective. We're talking about what, what's a China mobile, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, a, yeah. China mobile. Got, what, uh, what's it? So, we've got a million customers yeah. for 20 consecutive quarters, and that's seen as absolutely incredible over in the States. You know what? What the net ads for O2? They just what, yep. they took over the EE about what two or three quarters ago, and they're adding what let's say thirty, forty thousand subs every quarter. Mm-hmm. You go across to China, and the net ads in mobile subscriptions for China Mobile in the last quarter was eighteen million. Yeah, yeah, eighteen point two. And their total subscribers are about God knows how many hundreds of over nine hundred million now. It's right. over nine. They're nearly a billion subscribers. Over nine hundred million damn. subscribers. Well, it's. It's, it's just a billion consumer market, isn't Silliness. it? Lots of people with They're two, just getting carried away now. <laughs> okay, it's on that ludicrous. note, on that note, we've got yeah, other stuff. too many Chinese people, is what you say. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's right, what I they think. think it's definitely it? time to that's, change. That's the what they think. Yeah, those horrible people, not us. Right. Um, that's, anyway. what, that's what Ray yeah. thinks. Not anyone in this room. Are you, sure, are, you sure, are you sure you haven't had some of this wine? Okay. Um, uh, oh yes, censorship. So talking about people shouting at the camera, um, this isn't really a telecom story, but it is a tech story, and it's something that I think is just really interesting, and it's dominated sort of tech meme, the tech news aggregator this week. Um, so the broader story is about um, social media platforms and more broadly just technology platforms excluding certain contributors. And it's crystallized around this chap called Alex Jones, an American 
sort of uh, conspiracy theorist, ranty bloke. He likes to sort of shout at the camera and, and just half the time just make stuff up. He's a survivalist, isn't he? It could be. He's not the bloke who trained his dog to say. Yeah, yeah. To, he's to one of these. He's one of these. No, that's uh, Count Dankula and it's uh, his girlfriend's right. dog. Isn't he one of these people that lives out in like the middle of like <laughs> Iowa or something dog. like that? <laughs> no, without no, but but he is paranoid. Around. I mean, he's he's that sort of personality type. But no, I believe he's just based in the West Coast, and he's got this this um, channel called Infowars, which basically consists of him sat behind a desk saying this that is happening the government's out to get you blah 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 having a, he's definitely definitely right wing so he'll have got varying flavors of lefty and anyway a lot of it's quite unsavory i think the thing that has upset people most that he said is there was a is they didn't agree with it there no there was a there was a shooting at a school in oh, the right. states and he's sandy trying to make hook. out yeah, yeah sandy hook and he's trying to make out that the whole thing was staged you know he's one of these people right, that tries okay, to make yeah. out like the world trade center thing was staged or yep. the moon landing stage he's that kind of guy so he really is a conspiracy theorist of the yeah, highest order pretty much yeah. um i think i think sometimes he's called things correctly but a lot of the time he just seems to be barking mad yeah. anyway Ooh. um Talk shows and other contents are created primarily in studios and undisclosed location in an what area. What are you reading about, Alex Jones? <laughs> yeah, in right. an area outside Austin, Texas. There we are. So somewhere he's hiding somewhere. <laughs> yeah, in he's a probably factory. in Area Fifty One or something. <laughs> um, and uh, but anyway, but the interesting thing is, and people are getting um, banned from social media platforms all the time. And I've written about this before, and I've probably spoken about it the pod before. That there is a suspicion, and I think there is. A reasonable weight of evidence that um, the rules are being applied a little bit more stringently to what Americans will call conservatives, what we would call right wingers, um, than it is to what Americans call liberals, which is what we call lefties. Um, and there might be lots of reasons for this. People think one of the reasons might be that most of the big tech companies are based in California, which is quite a sort of lefty place. I think, I think, I think we call in the right wing guys conservatives. Well, I'm using American vernacular. I mean, I I'd go I'd I'd go more along the lines of sort of like go further, say fascists, well, as opposed many to people conservatives. Do. Many people do. In fact, this is you know to go off on another tangent. This is one of the problems with with how language is used is that there's more of an implicit, uh, a perceived easy shift from being conservative to being a fascist than than is perceived of left wing people, and we could get into that all day. Um, but the the central issue is whether or not a there we approve of the amount or, or people approve of the amount of censorship that's going on in these social media platforms, and b more importantly whether these rules are being applied even-handedly. And the thing that really crystallised it and made it a sort of issue that I think is worth bringing up is four platforms: Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook all acted in concert against this guy Alex Jones and Infowars. And he um, actually moved to Vimeo briefly, and they shut him down immediately. Yeah. So move to what Vimeo, Vimeo. which is a oh, right. video pla that, another yeah. video platform, mm. and then Twitter didn't do anything. But then recently they've just banned him for seven days, and this isn't in any way to defend or laud or make any qualitative comment about Infowars and Alex Jones. But if all of them are acting in concert, people say the argument against it is they're private companies; they can do what they want. It's their platform, but these platforms are basically the only platforms mm. most people have for public discourse now. Yeah. Um, so if all of them are acting together, there is, in effect, censorship of public discourse going on. And I think that's a cause for concern. I don't necessarily have a solution. But I think the best. I think Twitter's been the most open about discussing the difficulties of it all, although Jamie wrote a thing a week ago about Facebook trying to lay down some parameters as well. But they're all having a nightmare because they're under massive pressure to 
to censor people like Alex Jones, but yeah, every time they do... Facebook did it the right way, I think. By just trying to state some hard and fast parameters. Yeah, yeah, but they, they I think they... I like their approach in that they didn't say what you can say, they simply stated what you can't mm. say. And are these and words or sentiments? Or? They were simple rules. They were like anything... Well, I mean, simple in the sense that it's still nuanced and still... Um, still it requires interpretation yeah but things that incite violence or like if there if there is something which incites violence or a threat to an individual yeah. or uh or or you're going to defraud someone through content the the yeah the the thing about one was the most interesting one um the fake news right because they said yeah fake news will take it down when there's a risk of violence or death yeah and also to defraud or financial mm. um, financial yeah. danger. The the issue is you can't take down all fake news. No, you know, uh, to to me, yeah. people writing about religion is fake news. Well, I you've don't got to define it. Yeah, or, or what about people news? just using yeah. hyperbolic headlines? Yeah, that, just general like, propaganda yeah. or marketing could be perceived to be yeah, yeah, yeah. fake yeah. news. Well, th- and this is I think this is where such we've a, got the central problem with all this: silly is term. defining our terms. Like hate speech is another one that we've spoken about many times. Everyone agrees hate speech is bad, but no one can agree exactly what it is. So I keep getting pinged about Aretha Franklin. All oh, right, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, it's like text messages, news yeah. stories. I almost won my free postcode lottery. Right. I think that it's quite a strange position, though, isn't it? Because these public, like you say, these platforms weren't there years ago. Yeah. There wasn't a means for people to engage in. Quite. It's like a pub conversation that happens on a big scale. Well, quite. And, and if you say some hate speech in the pub, pub conversation, you have food. It is though because you didn't have. It does, I mean, the 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 what the one and that's what the message board is, isn't it? In a, oh in yeah, a sense, yeah, yeah. It's you yeah. know, it, it, it's, it's a forum that didn't exist before because you know, the, I mean, if you if you view them as kind of media platforms, then the precursors are things like the news, national newspapers. And if yeah. you had a group of national newspapers all clubbing together and writing very very sort of fascistic stuff, let's say, or yeah. preventing certain columnists from. Uh, writing for them, people would go, oh, well, the press is very right-wing in this country, but the solution would be to try and start off a left-wing paper, and as long as the yeah. government's not clamping down on it, that's a potential solution. And and this this sort of puts things in a very strange area that we haven't come it across It is a bit, before, although you still have to subscribe, so, I, you know, I like your... Oh, well Jamie, done, Jamie, we're going to confiscate your phone. Um, I like your sort of analog versus digital comparison there because obviously if someone launched like a, a newspaper that was called the Daily Fascist, yeah, um, a not many people would want to be seen to be reading it, and b it would be laying itself open for everyone to criticise it mm. and all that sort of thing, and presumably wouldn't last for very long unless it's bankrolled by some nutter. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, the, maybe the market argument about this is that you know if if the general public perceives there to be a problem with a newspaper. Yeah. Uh, because its content is too right wing, or because it's preventing certain voices from being heard, or maybe excluding letters that get written in. Yeah. Let's say um, the answer for the answer, the solution is for them not to buy it and yeah. to go out and and invest in another one. Someone yeah. and and for journalists to write articles. But unfortunately, I kind of feel time. with with platforms like Facebook and Twitter, we're, we're sort of lambs to the slaughter. You know, no one really people use these things unwillingly. I mean, this this comes back to the whole. Uh, sort of issues like Cambridge Analytica and the data yep. scandal that happened there. I think people are too, um, I don't know what the word is, too trusting maybe naive. of naive yeah. Yeah, is, is a good word for it about these these digital services yeah. that are now pervasive and no early. one really asks questions about, no one no really one... considers the fact that they are privately owned. Right. Uh, they're, not, they're not sort of 
there's no I mean the government's going to get involved obviously and try yeah. and regulate them but at the end of the day they're shareholders yeah. and they're, they're they're big I, sort of private corporations I, I think it goes a bit more basic than that I mean it's not necessarily that they're owned by private governments or private private companies sorry it's that no one genuinely knows the consequence of putting information online like yeah it, it hasn't come back until it until it comes back and starts I know there's been instances where it's yeah. prevented people from getting jobs but until or got them that, sacked like that Guardians of the Galaxy guy but that's not oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's right. not that common you know no, it's, it's growing though it's growing so yeah. until it starts becoming yeah. really common it needs people to be will a start bigger realizing issue. the yeah. consequences of their actions and the other one and I think this is an interesting story that we um, spotted yesterday AT&T um, with that what's his name Michael Trepin who right. is one of the I think he was one of the founders of Bit- Bitcoin Angels or something like that he was the victim of SIM swap frauds uh, where fraudsters managed to get hold of his AT&T account on another device and they basically moved all of his tokens onto the black uh, onto the black web onto the dark web um, and sold 23 million pounds worth of right. cryptocurrency and he's just been completely ripped off so but that was built the way the way that they actually defraud you in the first place is that they build a profile of you so they can answer security questions when you transfer across yeah. your accounts and a bit like identity theft yeah but all the all the stuff that we put online now yeah yeah you know i i reckon I answered certain security questions. I really shouldn't be saying this on, on a video. I answered certain <laughs> security password? questions that um, to to create an account yeah. about myself, and I'm not going to say what account it was. Very wise. Um, but it asked me certain questions like, what was the name of my first pet, and right. a few other questions. Mr. Fluffy. Yeah, but if you, if you literally spent enough time going through my social media, you could probably find out all of yeah, these well, questions. Yeah, well, no, that's a very good point. You and then and there's spiders and there's clever things that can, in fact, like, you know, just to bring it back, because I think we're running out of time, we've got one more topic to do. We were talking a bit about algorithms and rules. So what what we're talking about here is people surrendering their, their data and that being abused, which is one issue. But the, the issue that, um, that brought this to my mind is more the censorship issue. Mm. And one, so there's a couple of things I'll say on that. I think we all agree that if there were really good algorithms, if we all agreed that saying, you know, uh, commit this act of genocide is something that's unacceptable to say online, and there are algorithms that could actively distinguish someone saying that and their intent and their context from someone, let's say, maybe reciting a piece of a history book that talks about the Second World War or something like that, then that would be good. Mm. But I don't think the algorithms are nearly, anywhere near good enough to do that now. So you've got much more sort of blanket banning for just forbidden words and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then one other sort of final point I want to make on the subject of censorship and social media platforms is you don't have to subscribe to people. So if you're on Twitter, you've got to subscribe to someone to see them saying their stuff. Let's say you don't like Alex Jones. You just stop subscribing to him and then you won't hear his stuff. Yeah. And you don't subscribe to him on Facebook. And you don't subscribe to him on YouTube or download his podcasts on iTunes or on Spotify. He's way more popular now. Well, there's the Streisand effect as well that's happened with him. Yeah. But my point is, I, th- the other issue I have with censorship, other than the fact that I'm a bit anti it anyway, as you'd expect for a journalist. You'd still, no, you'd still, you'd technically still see him even if you're not following him. Um, well, if other people were then sending stuff on, there, there is a network effect. But you, there are things you can do to at least minimise your exposure yeah, to these things that you don't like. And yes, also on with, the new, with the news application, you don't necessarily, on, on the news feed, you don't necessarily pick the news sources well, which yeah. appear on your feed. So 
But if you, again, if you pick a new source that's yeah. consistently serving up stuff you don't like, my point is that we're not all just completely helpless victims. We can we do have some agency, and yeah. we can filter this stuff ourselves. We don't need to always be protected by censorship. Anyway. But, pe- but, but people need to um, just be a bit grown up about it. I think you know, and, and the pub analogy. You know, if you're if you're standing in a bar and there's yeah. some idiot at the end of the being racist, the bar, you being racist, away, you. Well, you, you, or you, you have a word. You might have a word, or you can. I mean, it doesn't have to be something racist. Just something that you find unpleasant or you mm. disagree with. You, people have been used to that for yeah. hundreds of years, presumably. The pub They've been shite. able to deal Every pub with it. Um, I wonder whether this sort of teenage culture of sitting in your bedroom and not really getting out and just being exposed to social platforms, social media platforms, yeah, is, yeah. is partly why this is becoming not, a, become an issue. Everybody's a bit thin-skinned and everybody's yeah. a bit sensitive, and no one really knows how to deal with it. And I think a lot of the the, the kind of um, you know the stuff you're talking about. It's sort of younger generations, isn't it? You seem to get very wound Could up be. about this stuff. To, Could to be, but extent. it percolates upwards. You know, it you've does got like, up you know, I'm not. I don't want to open up this tangent because we're running out of time. But you know, you got things like um, Boris Johnson saying something that some people found offensive, yeah. and it's going all the way to the top of yeah. politics. Anyway, all right. and then he is a politician. One more thing about the algorithm and yeah. why it's flawed. There was a YouTube guy who was doing a bit about Alex Jones, and he was taking YouTube side. Right, but he he actually showed a few clips of Alex Jones, and he was live. And he was taken and down. Yeah, he was taken down. Was that the H three? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. shut him down. Yeah, even though he was taking YouTube. So stuff. there's there's the algorithm, and then they yeah. subsequently apologised and undid it. But it did showed that their basic algorithm was bad. Thing happening must close did, down. Didn't yeah. one of our things get taken down off? Uh, when are you talking about that? No, so we Bitcoin, we couldn't advertise on Facebook. Yeah, right. but but, but it was it was misconstrued. Wasn't yeah, I it? made a promo, um, and one of the topics was blockchain, but blockchain in telecom, and then I was it was shut down, saying you know they cannot do anything because about crypto. because they thought we were cryptocurrencies. Um, I said we didn't talk oh, right. about crypto no, no, at all. No, no, you're not oh, allowed. You're not allowed to advertise anything to do with cryptocurrency on Facebook. And they the drew moment. a dotted line from blockchain to cryptocurrency. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, let's uh, move on to the last thing. Um, we'll make this one quick because I think we've been going for yeah. about three quarters now already, haven't we? Um, uh, b- 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 okay, so um, tell us about what Vu wrote about India <laughs> trying to do it its own way. Yeah, um, well, there's, I think there's two things. There's yeah. sort of what, what's going on in India and what's going on in Turkey, yeah. which is sort of related. And yeah. The Indian thing's not that new. I think it is, uh, I mean, we were just talking about this downstairs with, um, with Wei, uh-huh. Uh, who was commenting that India's had this sort of self-reliance policy for a while? Okay, um, but did they you say reliance on purpose. Self-reliance, wow. ah, yeah. <laughs> self-geo. Yeah, interesting is they're kind of going out of business, aren't they? <laughs> reliance communications. Yes, yeah. well, that, that but, bit. Um, but they're trying to be. In the, certainly in telecom, they have a policy now where they're trying to become more, um, you know, independent and not uh, buy stuff from. Uh, the big vendors outside India, yeah. they want to have, the government has this policy of, of driving its service providers to buy locally, Indian if you like, gear. buy Indian gear. And I think by 2022, they're saying they want to be entirely right. self-reliant. So they um, need an Indian Ericsson, Huawei or That's Nokia. the implication, is that they would create companies that can yeah. rival those well, kinds of vendors, which is... I mean, it sounds ludicrous in a way, because they don't have... Where are they now? And this is what Gagandeep, our, our, our writer, sort of pointed out, that you know their exports at the moment are really small yeah uh, and in, in terms of imports as well if you look it's just gone up dramatically so right. they've got this trend that they'd have to suddenly change in four years they don't really have a manufacturing history they yeah, don't and have what, what the, do they do the, they the impose it on people like geo i th- that is not happening well, it's not what an, if, it's not an Ambani? what if he just goes shove it well i think at the moment the government's not sort of saying it's not saying you know there's going to be measures against you if you do carry on buying right. stuff from zte and huawei and 
I mean, those those companies are actually in the firing line anyway in other countries, aren't Certainly they, because are. of security issues. Yeah. But if they were to start um, imposing restrictions not only on them but on on Ericsson and Nokia, that would be escalating it completely. Mm. Um, and that, I don't think they're doing that. But there's certainly a suggestion in Gagging yeah. Store that they could they could say, look, you have to buy a certain percentage of your gear right. from homegrown yeah. companies in future. Which which gets us onto um, the the Turkey thing, which I wrote about, which yeah. is which is part of the broader sort of political and economic environment that seems to have been brought about mainly by Trump, which is that um, Turkey has been has had this American um, pastor under arrest for a couple of years for allegedly spying or whatever it is they fit people up for. Um, and Trump, in his way, has sort of raised the ante and gone, right, let him go or else. And they've gone, no. Nah. So he's gone, right, I'm going to put tariffs on all your stuff. And I'm gonna, and he started going the after individual. Clapped, it, yeah, he started going after individual politicians. Yeah. The Turkish lira has gone down the toilet. Yeah, and then Turkey just came out and went right. Everyone's going on holiday there, though. Yeah, <laughs> the, po- the post, <laughs> as written in the paper yesterday, the post office done and for the Thompson Cook yeah, have yeah. Uh, basically they're running out of lira because <laughs> loads of British holiday right, because they know so, so the lira is right. now going back up in value. Oh, it's so cheap, yeah, right. yeah. But they were right. saying like it's it's you can get now double the lira to the pounds than you could twelve months ago. So would right. you go there and buy an iPhone? You can get you can get <laughs> you can get twice the amount of kebabs you could have got a month ago. Yeah. Um, so and and then Erdogan, the the leader of Turkey, has come out and gone right. We're going to Erdogan. We, Erdogan, sorry, mm. but is is it like a G that you I think just, it's a silent like, G. wrong? Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's got little wobbly bits yeah. going on around it. Um, <laughs> it's got an accent. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> a of the wobbly accent. bit. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the sort of thing that French have. We don't have accents really. <laughs> um, and uh, he's gone right. We, well, we're going to boycott American consumer electronics or electronics. And he's even going, well, if they've got an iPhone, then we've got this Turkish phone. Yeah. And everyone's gone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Well, he's, he, but he's said that, um, uh, you know, goods from other countries are okay. Like, you know, driving everybody towards Samsung products right. is not an issue, obviously, except yeah. he doesn't seem to realise that, you know, there's American software and, yeah, and other things like inside the Samsung phone. And <laughs> yeah, like the Android. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, so, so what's really happening? And I, you know, when I wrote it, I thought maybe what he's doing is Trump seems to respond well to people behaving like him. So when um, Kim Jong Il is that the Korean guy's name? Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Um, this is dead. Ill died. Yeah. Told you I was ill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Finishing on a high. When, yeah. When Kim Jong Un um, just started tweeting back, just going up yours. Then that actually seemed to that actually seemed to increase Trump's respect. So I'm wondering whether Erdogan's just going, all right, maybe I've just got to cuss his mum, and then we can do some business. So that might be what's going on there. But yeah, but the broader environment is, you know, I think what most reasonable people know about trade is if you start doing sanctions, you start doing protectionism, then it becomes tit for tat. And before you know it, everyone's just trying to do each other over, mm. and it doesn't really benefit anyone. So well, well, the stock market was awful last week. Right. Well, all stock markets. Yeah, it kind of. He's just because of the yeah. Turkey thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, well, because because uh, generally, you know, we're a globalized economy, and as soon as something rocks the boat, everyone panics, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think we've done that. On that note, we've sort of covered everything. We're running out of time. Um, so uh, thanks again for watching, and make sure you join us for the next one. <laughs>